for the East High Wildcats. We are days away from our biggest game of the year. Basketball is everything. Wildcats! You You are so dedicated. But when their star player steps off the court. Any last minute sign up? I'd like to audition Miss Darbus. And onto center stage. I'll sing with her. We're soaring, flying. He'll show the entire school there's something to sing about. Is this some kind of joke? You're the team leader, not a singer. Did you ever think maybe I could be both? We're breaking free. We're soaring, Our team is coming apart because of your singing thing. High School Musical, a Disney Channel original movie. With the sweet life of Zach and Cody's Ashley Tisdale, Zach Efron, Vanessa Ann Hudgens, and Lucas Graviel. High School Musical. Welcome into episode 12 of the Bad Movies Worst Opinions podcast, where we believe that everybody has a favorite bad movie. Do us a favor, leave us a review, give us five stars. With high school coming to a close with so many students, we have invited my friend Whitney Edwards to come back, and we are going to review High School Musical. Whitney, how excited are you? You were on our pre-episode, you were also on episode two, and now you're back to close out the May with High School Musical. Yeah, I'm super stoked. I'm like I love this movie very unironically and so very excited to be back to talk about it. This movie came out January 20th of 2006. It is rated a 5.5 on IMDb with 92,000 votes. You can catch High School Musical on Disney Plus. That's where I watched it. Whitney gave me your password. <laughs> very much appreciated not having to pay to watch High School Musical. The plot, a popular high school athlete and an academically gifted girl get roles in the school musical and develop a friendship that threatens the social order at East High. The cast, Zach Efron is Troy Bolton, Vanessa Hudgens is Gabriella Montez, Ashley Tisdale is Sharpay Evans. The budget for this, $4.2 million. I'm sure they made I don't know, about 12 times the budget for this. This was a, a very much a commercial success. How do you make, this is going to sound me ignorant, how do you make money? Because this movie was a Friday night It was Disney, a made-for-TV yeah, movie. Yeah. It was like a TV, cha- TV release, like a Friday night, hey, Disney Channel has it, it's now on Disney+. Plus. $4 million, I assume they made more, but how do you make it on they, a straight-to-TV movie? They, I legit don't know. They made so much money off of like merchandise, because uh, they would have owned all the rights to that, and they sold everything High School Musical, so... That I makes think sense. That's, that's probably the bulk of it. I'm assuming merchandising. I'm assuming the DVDs. I mean, this was, I was reading about it. This was one of the most successful DVD releases ever. The Flying Free, the song at the end, or Breaking Free. I don't know the name of the song. You guys know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. That song reached third on the Billboard chart. So they might not have made the money at the box office like we traditionally talk about. This certainly was a major success. It's New Year's Eve, and Gabby is reading a book. Troy is playing basketball. All of a sudden, it's karaoke time at the ski cabin, and the spotlight is on our two stars. The first song of the movie, Something New, a full-on concert starts. Living in my own world Didn't understand That anything can happen When you take a chance This is a terrible karaoke song. Can we also just talk about the whole vibe of like randomly selected karaoke? 
things because like they just were randomly pulled out of the crowd. I've never been at like a karaoke thing where they're just like, "Hey, your turn." That's not a thing. Yeah, you usually put, put like a slip in, and you get to pick your song. You it's like not, sign up. It's not you, you. You're gonna do this song that is an original. It's not like <laughs> a, at this point in time, this song to be acknowledged was like on the radio. It was very, very odd. Or I think a karaoke normally starts like. You're one of the more popular people in the room, and everybody's kind of egging you. Hey, Rob, you should do yeah, karaoke. Yeah. You should do it. But yeah. you're right. You don't just randomly just put the spotlight on two people like, hey, go do a duet. Two people that are clearly, like, trying to avoid the situation. They're like, oh, this girl reading? Yeah, get her up here. She'll be a good time. Also, I mean, I don't go to a lot of vacations at ski things. Skiing's just not for me. But why is there a karaoke with youths on New Year's Eve at a ski resort? You'd think they'd have some sort of bigger, bolder, extravagant party not low-key karaoke with 16 year olds that's kind of odd too the karaoke part just didn't really matter to me but it's not like you were picking a karaoke song that's like high energy and that people can get into like this is a concert people are clapping and standing and cheering nobody wants to hear a song from these two individuals <laughs> i actually think in this song i think vanessa hudgens has a better voice than zach efron okay actually can we talk about this really quick you're gonna steal it's, my it's, fun fact oh here we <laughs> yeah, go yeah, fun I fact am. thief okay not zach efron singing never it's only zach efron for like two two lines of the entire movie when when he's like on the balcony like singing like live that's zach him efron. who's singing then drew seeley the guy who tested for the role, but they chose Zac Efron over him, but still let him sing the song. Oh, so he's ugly then. That's what they're basically saying. <laughs> Drew Seeley is not attractive, he's, so they can't okay, let him be the star. Okay, he's not a bad-looking guy. He's acted in a couple other things. He's in like a movie with Selena Gomez, where he like is like a pop star kind of person in the movie. But they um, they wanted the character of Troy to be more of a tenor, and Zac Efron's voice wasn't there at the time, and so they just had Drew Seeley do all the songs. But then in High School Musical 2 and 3, it is Zac Efron. Mm -hmm. Is Vanessa Hudgens, is that her actual singing yes, voice? Yes, Okay, Hudgens. all right. I, I didn't know this. This is why I don't come with the fun facts. I let you guys have the fun facts. So you can, you can insult his singing me. voice all you want, but it's not him. So, yeah. <laughs> like, now that I literally had that fun fact as I was watching, I'm like, it does, now that you know it, look like Zac Efron is working to, like, keep with the pace of a, you mm -hmm. know, lip sync. The clock strike midnight and no kisses exchanged, but they do exchange phone numbers. One week later, we are back at our normal lives in high school rob high school basketball would be ending in january like the whole timeline of this movie it made no sense doesn't make sense so when they get back to school they have two weeks until an important basketball that is not how high school basketball works in any state i mean i thought maybe like okay two weeks till their finale and like a state playoffs maybe goes into february but even then it seems very 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 rushed that is not the timeline of high school sports at all if anything high school sports now go through a winter break you have like Remember the, I bet the Avila tournament back when it existed, the high school shootout, it was during winter break. He's not going on vacation during winter break if his dad's the coach and he's the star player. William Jewell tournament, that takes That's, place over okay. Christmas break. So, like, you wouldn't be gone mm -hmm. for an extended amount of time if you were a high-level high school basketball player. That is just not how this works. We meet Ashley Tisdale. She is the ice princess. I learned probably 45 minutes later what her actual name is. Her name is Sharpay. Gabriella <laughs> is now transferring to East High. Troy, he calls Gabby in class, just randomly just picks up the phone, calls him. I did have a fun nostalgic break with remembering how great early cell phones were in 2005. It is a bold move to just call someone when you're like, I think that's them. 
I haven't talked to them since we met and sang <laughs> great karaoke number together, but let me just check in. By the way, here's a fun fact for you. Ashley Tisdale actually wanted to be Vanessa Hudgens' character, but the director was like, nah, you're going to be Sharpay. That works better. I think it's better that she's Sharpay. I 100% agree. I think she's better, because I don't know if Vanessa Hudgens could be the Ice Princess, where I think Ashley Tisdale plays it very, very perfectly. And I think it was a good move, too, because Ashley Tisdale at the time was on Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, and her character on that was like... Very, like, sweet, innocent, so nice. So it was a good change. When do you want to talk about Ashley Tisdale hair? Do you want to do it now? Do you want to wait until later in the movie? Because let's, let's do it right her now. hair was ridiculous every single time she was <laughs> on the screen. Maybe that was the style back in 2005. I don't remember. But her hair was ridiculous in this movie. I, I had such a fun time, like, when I was rewatching this last night, just watching, like, all the outfits, too. Because all those, like, outfits are so early 2000s and like mid 2000s it was uh terrible troy has no interest in the ice princess zach checks the temperature of his friend about doing a musical zach's friend the little curly head kid Portland blue like, whose name chad. chad i think i'm like I, the whole time like i couldn't remember his name i was gone i was calling him zero from holes that's who he looks like he looks like he zero, zero from holes. i think no. no 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 that's not him but that's, that's exactly who that's he looks Leo like thomas oh yeah, yeah. okay yeah, that's what he looks like. There's Does another he... Disney movie Corbin Blue's in, though, right? Like he's Yeah, in... the jump-in movie. That's what it is. Okay. Real quick, like while we're on that, Disney uses the same people in so many movies, and I like was like realizing it. They have a Disney universe. They do. Like um, The guy who plays the principal, he's in five Disney Channel original movies. I looked it up. He's in Double Team. <laughs> I was just about to say he's, he's in Double Team. Yeah. I was just going to yeah. say that. He's in Right on Track. He's in one early 2010s, like Dad Napped or something. I haven't seen that one. I ain't never heard of Dad Nap before. Even, like, That's not a movie I'm interested musicals. in. He was the coach, and once you get in the Disney universe, you're in. Oh, you getting you collecting yeah. checks for yeah. a while. A ton of the, like the guys like on the basketball team were in like um, Halloween Town High movie. Like, there's so much crossover. It's crazy. Rob told me before we started recording this, we now move to song number two. Get your head in the game. Wait a minute. They're at basketball practice. Zac Efron is telling Corbin Blue, hey, I'm interested basically in doing this musical. Corbin Blue, a theme of the movie, every single time he tells him, no, don't do this. You can't do it. It's social suicide. They then start singing. I only have one question about get your head in the game. Where's the coach? Where's the adult supervision? How many players are on this basketball team? There's 19 people on the court. There's no coach as they're dancing, singing, getting your head in the game. It could be the JV squad. They may run some practice and stuff, and JV got some work in because Miss has more in football. But at a high school level, you're not going to have a roster of 50 like an NFL team. So you work with the JV on stuff. May that's why they got to 19 players. Great question about where the coach is. Apparently he just believes his son can run practice, and they start a singing and dancing number. <laughs> It's not my favorite, but I think it's the catchiest. Not that you would hear it out at a bar, but if you heard it, you're like, oh, yeah, because it's so poppy and upbeat and, you know, get your, get your head in the game. Like, it gets stuck in your head type of deal. If I was out and they started playing songs from High School Musical, I want to leave. I don't care what song. They could be playing the end song. They could be playing. If they at any moment play a song from this movie, I need to leave immediately. I'm Please gonna, help me find the nearest exit. I'm going to start requesting these songs like at the hookah lounge and see how long it takes you to notice. Immediately. No, I'm going to leave. There's, the there's, there's hear, no way you notice immediately. I'm out of here. There's no way you notice. Sharpay tries to get info on Gabby and goes to a very popular website called Search the Internet. <laughs> Probably didn't have the rights for Google, is my thought. <laughs> that is the way. They didn't just say search. 
You just typed in www.searchtheinternet. She found out. The kids are now in detention for using their cell phones. Taylor asked Gabby to join their math league club. And the coach is mad that his two stars are in detention. That's my favorite line in the um, in the entire movie is when the coach runs into detention. Just I like the quick. back and forth between the coach and the teacher. Yeah. I thought that was a yeah. thought that was a fun part of the movie. I mm-hmm. enjoyed that part. Yeah, when the coach runs in though and just goes, "What the heck are those two doing in a tree?" That's my favorite line in the whole movie. My sister and I used to say that to each other all the time. The West High Knights have been smoking our team for the past three years, but this is the year it changes with Troy Bolton. Troy continues to drop hints that he wants to be a pop star, yet no one is listening. Now he sneaks out on his homeboy and goes on a covert mission to audition for the musical. Could the most popular kid in school under the table do this? If Troy Bolton is as big as they want me to think he is, he's basically John Tucker minus all the attractive skeezers. He can't secretly go out and do the musical. I'm the most popular kid in school. I don't need you guys' permission to do this. This is what I want to do. Also, teachers talk. It's not like they're all independent contractors only worry about their own thing. I imagine if the star of the basketball team, whose season is nearing an end, would have a scheduling conflict doing the play, the drama teacher would speak to the coach, like, is he even eligible because of the schedule? Like, our high school was too normal and too weird, but, like, (laughs) if you wanted to do, like, the broadcast team and be on the football team, the two people would talk and be like, hey, does the schedule allow? And they'd be like, hey, you can't do both type deal. Why did the drama teacher not tell the coach, hey, this happened? No way this happens in real life. I mean, I understand it's a movie, but to your point, I think that the teachers would work a little bit better in conjunction to try mm-hmm. to make these activities as open to as many students. Like Troy had a legitimate interest and wanted to be in the musical. The only people that have a problem like, with this is everybody else. And it's yeah. not like they had like a ton of people like auditioning for this musical. <laughs> there was under 10 people auditioning for this musical total. Oh, yeah. You would think that she would be like, oh, we need everyone. We need bodies. Like, all hands on deck. Everyone, please be here. Maybe I'm just like numb to this. Was detention your guys' school, you know, working on the school play? Like, detention was not like productive in any capacity. It was you sit it was in the room and you're in trouble. It was also not during the middle of the day. Correct. <laughs> It was after school. Yeah. It was in a in someone's room. You either had to do homework or sit quietly for the hour. It was not, hey, during third period, you get to slink out and go build a tree with your friends. That is not how detention went down in my high no. school. No. What was your favorite part of the audition? Okay. There was the opera girl. There was the ballet guy that falls off to the side. What's your favorite part of the audition? I didn't have a singular favorite part, but I liked that it was that classic, like, you see all the failure tropes. It's like, the you see them, nope, boom, nope. I, I didn't have a singular favorite, I like though. the two weird people. <laughs> like, it's hard to believe, believe. Could I like the opera girl part. I was a big fan of opera girl. She's I, like I legitimately her. talented. But... How could they not find a role for opera girl? Like she had a legitimate pipes. How like, could they not find something in this musical for her to like do? Like everyone in the audience is just like, oh, like covering their ears. Like, oh, terrible. So good. Gabby spots Troy at the audition and he confesses that he's scared to go up there and perform. And he's worried about what people think. I could see that this I could see as a real thing. Like at 16 years old, Branching out of your social circle to do something very, very different could be ner- like extremely nerve-wracking, more so than just performing in front of someone. I could see how, like at 16, you all, you're like really trying to stay in your lane. If you broke out of what was conventional wisdom, the norm, it would be terrifying. I actually think this scene was very like good job of like identifying what high school was.
I thought the plot of the movie is actually really strong. Like, this is a really relatable and identifiable movie. If you were in high school and if you were popular, how, hey, you stay in this lane and we don't accept you in any other capacity. I, I think the core of the story is actually really strong. The inverse works, too, though, because Sharpay is like, what is he doing at my play? Da-da. If you're one of the non-popular kids, for lack of a better term, and the popular kids start venturing into your lane, you would get really defensive. Like, hey, what are you doing? This is our thing. You can't have everything. I do agree. The plot, and this was the scene to talk about. It is really relatable, especially considering this movie came out when I was like 15, 16 years old. It was like, oh yeah, this was very realistic. You gotta stay in your lane in high school. You don't venture out, and if you do, you get crushed by social standards. See, maybe my high school is just like very different, but because um, like this movie came out when I was in eighth grade, and so I really expected after watching this movie, I was like, man, there's gonna be so many clicks in high school and like all this stuff. Really wasn't like that in my experience. Like at my school, it was like I was obviously like very much a theater kid. Um, so I was like the president of like our theater, but then like I was also the varsity boys basketball manager, and like I did like a ton of different stuff, and everyone did like at my school, like it was very encouraged. You two just went to very different public high schools. Yes. You went to Blue Valley Northwest, and yeah. you went to William Christman. Just two very, very different, two yeah. very Del different C. kinds of schools. Two <laughs> like very our, my, different. My kinds graduating of class was 425 people. So like there's about 500 in mine. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, maybe it's more relatable, but yeah, it was there were there were a lot of clicks. The clicks got along, but every once in a while you'd be like. There's that click, there's that one, there's that one, there's that one. They mingled, but it was still very much, there's this popular group, there's the drama group, there's the really smart kids group. There were clicks that kind of melded, but it was very clicky in my high school. Are Sharpay and Ryan good? I've never had someone as good for me as you. No one like you. So lonely before I finally found what I've been looking for. Okay, here's the thing. She's not good. He's super good. His voice is great. Also, side note, he's from Missouri, so a little shout out to Missouri there. I like how you woo, we woo, love woo, that. We woo woo in the fact that Ryan, okay, Ryan, listen. Ryan Sharpay, whatever their last name you is. Got, you guys can have Gabriel. Ryan. We have Paul Rudd. So it's a, it's a close contest in the state line there, but we're going to eke that one out. Okay. I, I, thought they, I thought both of them were hella cheesy and corny the 100%. entire time. When you I, said good, I thought you meant like good people. I'm like, no, they're the obvious villains no, of I've the been movie. No, I've like talented. Okay, that's why I took a minute. I'm I like, also think we need to talk about how they are clearly auditioning for a couple. The lead of this show is clearly a couple. And they're brother and sister. And they are brother and sister. That's true. And that made me uncomfortable back in eighth grade. It still makes me uncomfortable. It's like, you couldn't just make them friends or something. They had to be brother and sister. This reminds me of uh, Blades of Glory. I was just about to say that. Yeah, Yeah. it it had definitely Blades of Glory feel to it. Troy and Gabby are too late. To sign up and they missed their shot. Timeliness means something in the world of theater, young lady. The individual auditions are long, long over, and there are simply no other pairs. I'll sing with her. Troy Bolton? Where is your sports posse or whatever it's called? Team. Ah. Um, but I'm here alone. Actually, I'm here to sing with her. Yes, well, we take these shows very seriously here at East High. I called for the pair's audition, and you didn't respond. 
Free period is now over. They had the most dismissive teacher. Uh, last call. Okay, time to go. Like, hold on. You didn't give anybody. You you let eight seconds pass. You didn't allow. Now you're the teacher. That was the one part about the teacher I didn't really like. We then get a remix of the song that we just heard. The teacher <laughs> overhears it, and they get a call back. Sharpay is very upset at this recent update. The team is also very upset at this recent update. Now moving on to song number four, Stick to the Status Quo. Your favorite song. This was my favorite song <laughs> of the movie. Stick to the status quo. And it goes to what we were just talking about. I mean, that's the core of this movie. Mm -hmm. The core of this movie is high school, like most things, has its own social construct. And how do you fit into it? If you're the most popular kid in school and the best athlete in school, you get some grounds to color outside the lines a little bit. Like, no one's really going to – you're Troy Bolton. You're going to be a Division One basketball player. People aren't giving you as much grief for wanting to do another extracurricular activity as I think this movie portrays. I think you're right. I don't think you get the grief to that level. But, I mean, it is a kind of a movie, and they push it – the you know, they crank it, the meter to 10 to say, oh, look, here's the social construct. I did like the status quo song. I also like that – it was one that took spot in the cafeteria, which, like, to my point about my high school being clicky, like, when you had lunch hour, everyone sat with their little clique of friends. Like, yeah, we were all the singular class. We were all the one senior group or whatever. But it wasn't like I was having lunch with the varsity football team. That was not how it went down at my high school. So I liked this, again, emphasize what high school looked like to me, which is, hey, everyone has a little clique. So I did like that part, too. Gabby slips on some chocolate milk and gets cheese fries on Sharpay. Gabby turns into a Karen, I mean instantly, and snitches to the teacher slash director. Troy's friend, Corbin Blue, I do not know his real name in this movie to save my life. I didn't know his name was Corbin Blue until you guys said it about 10 minutes ago. His boy continues to ride him about doing the musical. Is Corbin Blue really Troy's friend? No point does he even listen to, hey, I have an interest in this. I think I'm really good at this. At no point does he show any level of support. Is Corbin Blue really friends with Troy? In this movie, no. And like, I know that like you guys did not watch High School Musical two and three. I will uh, never watch in, High School in, Musical uh, two or three. Preparation for this, but like in in the other two movies, I'd say they develop that friendship a lot more. But in this movie, no, absolutely not. I would say he's what a sixteen year old friend would look like, or a fifteen year old friend. Hey, I'm your friend, but I'm really out for number one. Like. I, I want think, to make sure I stay yeah. popular, at so 15, you need to stay popular. At 15, 16, to like your status quo song, at 15, 16, your friendships are a lot built on how they portray you. Everyone at 15, 16 years old, whether they know it or not, has a level of selfishness. He is trying to be a friend, but the point of his comments and stuff are to protect his own status quo. So, yeah, as an adult, you're like, that's selfish. But I could see as a 15-year-old, you don't see the 10,000-foot view of what you're doing. During the song, like they're going through, like the basketball guy bakes and the nerdy girl likes to hip hop dance, and then there's the skater boy who plays the cello. Like she that's... was really breaking it down too. She had the smooth moves on it. Oh, her her dancing career really took off after this movie. For real? Yeah, like legitimately. Where is she dancing at? Oh, she like she a Jabberwocky? <laughs> I don't know, but she was like big for like a while, and she wasn't supposed to be like in the rest of the movies, but she is anyway. Um, the skater boy who's like, oh, I play the cello. It's like a giant violin. He um, he ended up, he got arrested. He robbed a pizza hut at gunpoint. How much money do you think you're getting from robbing the pizza hut? Do you think you're coming away with, what, $400? Like you took a 
you took a penitentiary chance to get $400 and a stuffed crust pizza from the pizza? What's going on I here? Mean, like, there's, there's no way you're making more off that Pizza Hut than you made off this, like, two-line roll in a Disney movie, for sure. Like... Just, just, just stick to that. You should have sold the gun instead of going to rob the place. You would have probably made more money doing this. <laughs> the director confronts the coach about Troy's involvement in the musical and says that he better not be up to some shenanigans. Troy leaves Gabby a note and tells him to meet her in his secret hiding place where he tells her that he wants to be more than just a basketball guy. He really is thinking about quitting basketball for a girl that he just met two weeks ago? I mean, Troy is a high-level potential D1 basketball recruit. He's thinking about throwing all that away so he can sing in this one musical with this girl that he just it doesn't make sense. This circles back to my point from earlier. How do the how does none of the adults at this school understand this is happening and try to make it work to make Troy happy? Not that we should kowtow to the best athlete in schools. I'm not saying that. No, that happens a lot. That does happen. <laughs> I'm aware of it. I'm not suggesting we should continue it. But at no point do the coach and the drama teacher think, hey, he has multiple interests. We could work in unison to make this work for both of us and be beneficial for both of us. It's it's like this 100 or 0. It's black or white. You have to do this or that. At no point do the adults think, hey, we can make this work to better our student. That's silly to me. Especially when Troy would be the best person in both of the things. Correct. Like, he's the star of your musical and also the star of the basketball team. There's a way that both sides can get what they want here. Correct. Maybe if he was playing the tree, you'd be like, okay, <laughs> he can't stand there. But he's the star of both things. Why are my two stars standing in the Get out of that tree. <laughs> get out of that tree. Troy and Gabby are playing a little one-on-one in the gym until his dad comes in and cock blocks Troy. He 100% came in and cock yep. blocked. They were having a loving basketball moment right there until his dad comes in and gives him. His dad has been giving him that speech every time he's on camera. We don't tire of hearing this speech from Pops. Get out of here, Pop Bolton. Okay, t- okay, we talked about this earlier. I'm not very athletic, so I obviously did not play sports in high school. Um, but I like traveled around with like the basketball team. I was the manager, did all like the stats and everything. And... So, like, I saw coach dynamics a lot, and I feel like the coach was a very, like, realistic portrayal of a high school coach, though. Just, like, kind of, like, what are you doing? Stop doing that. No. Do this. Do this. Come on. Come on. Come on. And, like, constantly, like, riding him. I feel like that was very realistic for, like, a coach. Yeah, I wrote this down later in the movie that he came off as his coach in every single instance other than one. At one moment, it was, oh, yeah, that's your dad. Like, that's your dad in real life. Like, Mm -hmm. your dad would care a little bit about what you want to do. That it wasn't until later in the movie when he's finally like, oh, yeah, this guy's more than just my star basketball player. He's my own kid. That part was just a very, very weird Real quick to your point, though, I actually felt the opposite, like, I felt like he was a coach in those moments, but he also came out like the dad who's trying to get his son the golden ticket more so than the coach of the basketball team. Like moments like this where he like goes in the gym and cock blocks him, he had very much, I'm your dad, I know your ticket to a scholarship is basketball, I don't want you dicking around and not focused on this. It was more to me, he came off like the super driven, we all know the helicopter parents and sports kind of guy, mm-hmm. more so than his actual coach. So you're right. He came off a lot like the coach, but to me he came off like it was a backdrop of his dad being like, this is your ticket. I'm going to push you to get the ticket. The whole school is conspiring to keep the two out of the musical while the Ryan clan thinks the school wants them in the musical. 
The team has an intervention and tries to talk to Troy. The girls that just met Gabby a week ago are now having an intervention with her. It's a setup. They get Troy on tape saying that he doesn't care about the musical. the worst, like, hidden camera. Yeah. (laughs) Just right there in front of everybody. How did you not see that you were clearly being videotaped here? (laughs) They get Troy on tape saying that he doesn't care about the musical or Gabriella. This is the first time that I didn't think we needed a song. I only but you knew a song songs. was coming though, right? I like, didn't know a song that was coming. They I, had to do like an emotional yes. one, but yeah, it's the worst song. Yeah, I listened to every other song outside of this one. I started skipping through. She's walking through the halls empty. I'm like, I don't need this song in my life. I heard maybe 30 seconds of it, and let me just go ahead and skip. Let me get back to the movie part of this. I skipped this song. Did you happen, while you were skipping through it, did you happen to see the part where she's singing and she's, like, leaning against, like, a giant poster of Troy's face that is in, like, the the hallway? I did see that. Can you imagine if your school did that? You'd be like, what in the world? Troy Troy tries to talk to Gabby, but she ain't trying to hear it. Troy is in the backyard building a brick house. The whole school energy is off because they couldn't just leave the two alone. Both sides finally admit that they've been terrible to the, or to our two heroes by not letting Gabby and Troy do their thing. Troy then pulls up at Gabby's house to apologize, but Gabby doesn't want to see him. He doesn't take no for an answer, so he calls Gabby on the phone. How does he get up to the second floor? Okay, I literally like wrote that he fully climbs a tree one-handed <laughs> while on the phone. He's way more athletic than I thought he How was. How did he get up there? Because <laughs> at first he goes to the front door, he calls... He then goes around the back door, he calls, and then he magically just, like, Dua Lipa just levitates <laughs> up to the top. Just now he's at the top? What is going on here? The pair has a new sense of energy as they head towards the callbacks. Sharpay and Ryan scheme to move the callbacks to the same time as the game and the Scholastic event. What championship basketball game is happening Friday at 3.30? None. Not that's, a that's single. For sure not Not happening. a single one. Where are the adults? <laughs> How are these two kids able to scheme it up so that, hey, we, we manipulate the schedule so they get screwed? At no point do the drama teacher or the scholastic event coach, the basketball coach, go, hold up, we can't have all three events at 3.30 today. Let's move some stuff around if we can. I don't understand how at no point the adults need to schedule but Sharpay and Ryan knew every little intricate detail. It doesn't make sense to me that Troy is the only person that would be inconvenienced by this. He's the only one with this pressure. It's not a pressure if you're in the musical and the scholastic event. Like, there's other kids that go to this school. The fact that they're able to coordinate it were all three of these things. Okay, Friday at 7.30 would have made sense. It's not instantly when school gets out, hey, the basketball game. That's not how this works. No. no. Like, as someone who, like, did theater a lot that's not like callbacks are not like like a big thing like that it is like you like read with different people you sing a few different songs it's not just like this like weird mini performance kind of thing that's not what a callback is and so that like that's weird to me but i understand it was for the drama you know everybody but the adults vow to make it work his dad for the first time acts like his dad and not his coach it's callback time game time the plan is in action 
I wrote this down for you, Rob. The drama teacher isn't even trying to accommodate the two students. Like no. the drama teacher at no point tries to make this easy. The adults never try to make this easier for the kids. The drama teacher is constantly just like fully living for the drama. Nothing because, else. Because because at first she's like, you can't audition. And then she comes back. She's like, never mind. You have a call back. And then she comes back again and is like, never mind. We're changing the day of the call back. Like she constantly is flip flopping. Suddenly, the entire school is here for the competition. Let's get it, and we get to the crescendo of the movie. We get the big-time song. Troy hits the game-winning shot. Everybody is happy, but not before we get one final song to close things out. And that, my friends, is High School Musical. The song at the end, also catchy, by the way. The I one that takes part. Uh, I, 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 we're all in this together. Yeah, we're all in this together. I'm like... It's not really a pep rally, but it takes part in the gym, and they're all dressed up now. We're all in this together. Another catchy tune. Actually, we're all in this together. It's my favorite tune in the movie. I spent so many hours in my room trying to, like, perfect that dance when I was in, like, eighth grade, 100%. You know the dance for the high school musical? It, when I was in eighth grade, I did. You right, don't know him still. You like, know him. You know him still. Like, Some right now, as a forget. 31-year-old, maybe not perfectly, but <laughs> I can still probably get by with it. You got high school musical muscle memory. <laughs> <laughs> you never forget. It's like riding a bike. That, movie, that song came out at the end, and you were like, oh, yeah, here we go. Do the clap between the legs. I'm now, I'm in it. I skipped the last two songs of the movie. We had already heard the flying high. I had already heard them sing that. I imagine it was the same song I'd already heard. I didn't need that again. It, it's better because like they're in all in unison. Yeah, you're right. Continue that. I imagine the kids were clapping and the, the kids who have never heard this song now all know the song and are joining in. I imagine that's what happened. I knew this was the last scene of the movie. I didn't need another song. We're breaking free. That's fair. So you didn't hear all the high school out of it. I wasn't here for the musical. So you missed We're All in This Together? You didn't hear We're All in This Together? I think I started the first 30 seconds and then I was out. Oh, well, you're not a musical guy, though, so you were out on the music pretty quick, it sounds like. Did you stick around for the post-credit scene? No, I did not know there was a post-credit scene. What is this, this, Iron Man? What is this? (laughs) You guys just did not commit to this movie. Come on. I, I watched it for you. I watched High School Musical for you. I was very excited about it. Rotten Tomatoes. Gives this film a 65% based on 20 reviews with an average rating of 5.7 out of 10. The website's critic consensus reads, High School Musical is a brazenly saccharine, I believe that's the word, but it but makes up for it with its memorable show tunes, eye-popping choreography, and appealing cast. Kevin Carr gives the movie three out of five, saying, quote, the filmmakers were just trying to tell a story. Sex, drugs, and violence just didn't factor into that equation. It's For high school Disney musical. Original movie. But what, what are we? You watch this thing in the drug, sex, alcohol, and violence. We're gonna be part of the Disney original musical movie. I didn't think I would have been stunned if there were any of those things in this film. We got another review here. It is difficult to imagine even the most diehard fan of musicals finding anything here worth embracing. That's not true. You love musicals and you love high school musical. I think this yeah. is a he gave this a 1.5 out of 4. That's too negative of a review for that is. I don't even like musicals and I think that's a harsh review. Yeah, I agree. This musical is for preteens. Like that is the demographic of this movie is like middle school girls basically. And so I feel like to like judge it that harshly is just 
I give Disney a lot of credit because I think Disney has had maybe the best ability of any company that we've ever seen. They know how to identify stars at a really young mm-hmm. age. The fact that you saw Zac Efron, Vanessa Hudgens, and Ashley Tisdale, I'm sure there's other kids that are going on to be stars that I just don't know, but like these were the big three. Zac Efron became a legitimate movie star after this. Like Ashley Tisdale and Vanessa Hudgens like, are good enough to be in big time movies. Like the fact that you can identify this in 14, 15 year olds, and they've been doing that basically our entire lives is amazing really quick can we talk about um because i think you'll find this interesting two people that um were almost cast in those roles but they had scheduling conflicts so they weren't able to do high school music um so for like zach efron's character it was it almost went to matthew underwood who at the time was on Zoe 101 as like the hot guy on Zoe well, 101. I, I, just knew, I, had, I, had the Zoe, I had a fun fact. Zoe 101 guy didn't get the character. Yep. And I don't even know who Matthew, I didn't know his name. I'm like, Zoe 101. That's there why we go. got yeah. her here for this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, but because he was in contract with Nickelodeon, he wasn't they able let to him do, do it. it. Mm-hmm. But then originally for Gabriella, instead of Vanessa Ann Hudgens, it was going to be uh, Cassie Steele, who plays Manny in Degrassi. Whatever it takes. Oh, yeah. my God. I would have <laughs> saw this movie. I just saw this movie in 2006 if yeah, Manny had done it. But she had scheduling con- conflicts with uh, Degrassi, so she had to drop out. Yeah, I would have been off Degrassi at that point in 2006. That was like season six of Degrassi. I've yeah. done Degrassi enough. Yeah. I also I'm say, out of here. I mean, to, to your point, though, those are two people where I know they didn't go on to superstardom, but at the time, Disney had identified two other people. They were like, these two can work. The person on Degrassi and the person on Zoe 101, if they had got this movie, would be Zac Efron. On Vanessa Hudgens today. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Cassie Steele's career is so much differently. If other than Degrassi, she had been the lead character mm-hmm. in If High she had Musical. switched over and started doing like Disney stuff, oh, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Her, her career would be in much better shape. Yeah. When a hero comes along, give me a person, scene, or thing, Rob, that you thought tried to save this movie from being rated a 5.5 on IMDb. I know we'll get to it later. I thought 5.5 was actually a little harsh for what the movie is, but we'll get to that here in a minute. When a hero emerges, I actually think it's something we talked about earlier. I think this movie, although cranked to a 10 and probably done over the top, that's how movies work, really encapsulated high school and like staying in your lane and status quo and clicks and how it all works. And although Corbin Blue wasn't like a good friend, I think he played the dynamic of like the social construct, social peer pressure. They put peer pressure into a person and called it Corbin Blue. I think it did a really good job of portraying what peer pressure in life can be like in high school if you try to color outside the lines. You're right, Troy Bolton, the star of the basketball team, would get more leeway than this, but I do think it portrayed that high school social construct, peer pressure, do what you do, stay out of everyone else's way perfectly. I'm going to say the unsung hero of this movie is Kelsey, who's like the piano player. I liked her character. Who wrote this whole musical that they're doing. She's, She's the most talented person there, hands down. It's like she's a junior. She wrote and composed and is like playing along with like an entire that's that's incredible i agree with you rob i think the the story the plot of the movie i think really holds up well today i'm gonna go the cast of all the movies that we have Mm -hmm. done so far this might be the most perfectly casted movie zach efron's great as a lead role vanessa hudgens is great ashley tisdale the the adults the drama teacher the coach i think this is one of the best cast movies that it just makes a lot of sense across the board. Like Kelsey, the girl, mm-hmm. she's perfectly cast. I think the cast of this still holds up incredibly well. So, yeah, I'm going to give my hero comes along to whoever the casting director was. You're to Disney. You're yeah. saying, Disney, you nailed this. Good job, no, Disney. A hundred percent. If you are somebody like 
Whitney, and you are in eighth grade when this comes out, I can see how you love this movie and you kept watching it over and over. Oh, 100%. And, and you also wanted to see how their careers were going to turn out. Like, you became really invested. I also, going back to the last movie that we did, I also see how I now have a better understanding of why Vanessa Hudges wanted to do Spring she Breakers. Got, she became typecast as the innocent, yeah. you know, Disney girl. I she, couldn't break, she couldn't break free ho-ho, of that <laughs> casting type. Yeah, I definitely see how, hey, I've done three of these movies. Everybody sees me as this. I want to do something that is so far off the grid mm-hmm. that probably ended up being a career mistake. Like, there's nothing wrong with being the Disney Channel person, but no, she wanted to do it. It made a lot more sense. She also did Spring Breakers right, like right after her and Zac Efron broke up because they dated from the start of this movie in real life until like until like 2010, so like four years, and then she immediately like, did Spring Breakers. So I think that was like a, like there was a lot of transition going on in her life for sure. She was really trying to break free mm-hmm. of the like Disney image. Doing too much. Give me something you thought was doing too much. I'll go first. The Baker Boy trying to hit on Sharpay. Just felt very anti-black to me. Why do we got this man okay. getting shut down by Sharpay? Okay. Like, we didn't need this every single <laughs> time. But if you would have watched the post-credit scene, she runs back into the gym and is like, "Zeke, these cookies are the best thing I've ever had. Bake more for me," and like tackles him. I didn't. That makes it worse. She's interested in famous Amos. Then don't try. To, she was not interested in Baker <laughs> Boy. No, I couldn't believe the whole time. Every time he goes up to her and tries to talk to her, she would just shut him down. I'm not supporting that. No, I'm not supporting that. I'm gonna say it's Ryan. I think that's his name. Sharpay and Ryan. Mm-hmm. Sharpay at least plays the ice princess. I get it. Ryan just plays. Like I said, your Blades of Glory analogy, a bad version of Will Arnett from that movie. He's not funny. He's not cold enough to be the Ice King to her Ice Queen, their brother's sister. That's weird. Outside the fact that he's just generic drama dude who wears a bunch of different hats. like Not like character roles, different literal hats throughout the film. Outside of that, I didn't see him adding anything to the movie. So Ryan gets my doing too much. There's one line in the movie that every time they like every time I've watched it, every time they say it, I'm just like, that's really dumb. Um, it's it's when like the scholastic decathlon team is like apologizing to Gabriella and um, talking like like telling her like, oh, like we set this whole thing up like we had Chad make Troy say these things. Da, da, da. And then they say. We were jerks. No, we were worse than jerks. We were mean jerks. And, like, that line is just doing too much for me. <laughs> we that were is, mean jerks. That is an extremely like, goofy line. It just, it, it, it takes me out of it every time. I'll let you go first, then. This movie got a 5.5 on IMDb. Too little, too much, or just right, Whitney? I think it's too little. I think I think it's a good movie for, like, what it is. I mean, like, you can't compare this movie to, like, Shawshank Redemption. It's not like you're going to sit there and be like... This movie is the best movie of all time, but for what it is, like it's a Disney Channel original movie geared towards like teenage girls, like about the struggles of high school. I think it stands up for that. I think it's also too little. This is basically a Disney-fied version of Grease. That's what the movie is. It, it was, is Grease, but Disney-fied. It was actually supposed to be the third Grease movie originally. I actually did not have that fun fact now. I just, (laughs) the entire time I thought to myself, this is Grease. Now I know you haven't seen Grease, but the concept of Grease is this guy stays in his lane, new girl to school joins another lane. They eventually intermingle and we all live happily ever after. They 
have some adult themes in Greece that Disney was not going to bring across the barrier. It was going to get stopped outside the Disney wall. But for a Disneyfied version of Greece with some people we now look back at are high-level stars, some catchy songs. It's tailored toward young adults, preteens, teenagers in that high school era. In the fives is too low. I don't think we should have been able to do this movie. I think it should have been a six at minimum, six yes. one, six two. Yeah, I agree. I'm on you guys' side. Whitney, you probably would have never guessed this. I think that 5.5 is criminally low on High School Musical. It is the most successful Disney original movie. Yeah. And there's probably, you know, 10 to 15 Disney original movies that, like, really resonate. Cadet Kelly, My Date with the... Like, there's a handful of them. This was a real movement. Like, people outside of the Disney original bubble followed High School Musical. It spurred multiple singles. It spurred the career of three separate people. A 5.5 is criminally overrated. I mean, like, the third one of, of, like, these movies was, like, released in theaters. It's not a Disney Channel original movie by the third one because they, like, wide-released it in theaters. Like, I remember going to see it. Yeah, I'm with you, Rob. I think this movie probably should be, like, a 6.3. Like, Mm -hmm. I I can't – a 5.5 to me – it's harsh. Yeah. I always think in these movies, like now that we kind of go back and do them, this isn't a movie that I can rate in present day. Like you have to evaluate it in 2006 mm-hmm. for your core audience. How mm-hmm. does this movie rate? Yeah. 5.5 is criminally low. I probably re-rank this as a 6.3. This is a, this, if you like musicals and you're under the age of 25, I can see how you really enjoy this musical and how this is an incredibly rewatchable movie for you that you've seen a handful of times. 5.5 is very under. This might be, also with Wedding Planner, one of the biggest gaps of what I think the actual rating system is and how much people, I think, actually enjoy the movie. That's a really good point. Because I, I was in high school when this came out. And while it wasn't like as wildfire, probably as like, you know, you're in eighth grade. Cause, but like, there was a movement among girls in high school. Like, Zach Efron was like, oh my God, he's so good looking. Dudes in high school, although they were like, I didn't watch this movie, were like, oh man, Vanessa Hudgens, well, she can get it. So like, to your point about the casting being perfect, it resonated with the audience it wanted to resonate with. They hit key demo as perfectly as you can. Mm-hmm. So I think these ratings, you know, if you're a if you're a 40-year-old in 06 and you rate this movie, you're not going to like it. It's not for you, though. But we were, what, 15, 16, 17 this movie came out? We can keep it in that lens, and that's why I think it's harshly rated. You know what I'm excited for next week? I'm making an executive call here, Rob. Let's continue our Zac Efron love, and let's do Baywatch next week to officially kick off the summer. We have been talking about doing yes. Baywatch since we started the podcast. Can we do Baywatch we next can, week? We can do Baywatch. We can finally see The Rock actually be a star but still not be able to act. Yeah, let's do Baywatch next week. Let's continue our Zac Efron love. This is the Bad Movies Worst Opinions podcast where we believe that everybody has a favorite bad movie. Do us a favor. Leave us a review. Five stars. Do all that stuff that podcasters ask us to do. Next week, Baywatch, as we get ready for the summer, I'm going to make two official requests for the summer, and then, Rob, we both get to pick. I would like to do Baywatch to start, and can we do... Godzilla, 1999 Godzilla. The Matthew Broderick one? Yeah, can we do Godzilla at some point? I don't care when we do it. Those are two movies I want to do this summer. I think we're going to do a lot of failed summer blockbusters, so we'll have some time to hit those.